Hey, Jamie. Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, right yeah, it's just we been. This, we start this the same the same way. All well, same. you know, consistency is key. That's that's what I'm learning as a as a YouTuber. Um, you know, <laughs> being consistent is, is a good thing. How are the YouTubers going? Uh, actually, they're going pretty well. I uh, kind of think of I broke 500 subscribers on my YouTube channel the other day. Oh, so, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, it's it's not going too bad. Awesome. Focusing so more on it now, so but works out. Ask. Cool. So, what have your last two weeks been like? Um. Well, a lot of YouTube stuff. So, I expanded my my YouTube scheduling, or uh, I guess programming is the way I would put it, right? So, I have Tuesdays for um, tutorials, and then I have Thursdays for kind of retrospective stuff for a given week, which is just me doing a vlog style. I talk to the camera about things that I worked on and then try to pull people that watch the video out of their shell so they'll talk to me. That's my uh, other other side of that. And it's just there for accountability. Like somebody can call me up and be like, dude, where's this design for your website and stuff? So it's like this, it's like this podcast, but every week. Yeah, more or less. And just me. So, right. um, yeah, and get no rid feedback. Of the baggage. Get rid of the well, baggage. no, get rid of the good discussion about it, right? That's what <laughs> happens. It's just like I get to be like, that's a fantastic idea, Keith. Like that's how the the weekly that's, update uh, goes. Is I did I did watch them. I like them. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting just to put it out there and see what people think. But my my big goal with it was basically like, okay, I. Uh, my whole purpose with this channel is to like help people become better at programming. And if they see me do like, here's my perfect recording of, you know, executing on something in a tutorial every week, then that kind of doesn't exactly show what real programming is like. So it's good to talk about the struggles and the extra stuff. So that was good. But I also got accepted to give two talks at the same conference, so that was cool. Uh, that'd be my first like real conference speaking engagement. Is this a uh, Beer City Code? Yes. So Beer City oh, Code in Grand Rapids. Here. Yeah, that's cool. I think a lot of people from the Toledo area are going to be there. It's my guess because yeah. it's pretty close and it's cheap. It's not an expensive conference. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool, man. And that's in uh, June. July? Yeah, I think it's June 9th and 10th. Uh, 9th for the tutorials and like workshops and stuff, which I'm not doing. And then um, 10th for the speaking. I don't know if it's a single track or if it's like multi-track. I have no idea. I think in years past, uh, they've renamed it since, but I think it was multi-track, if I remember gotcha. right. Gotcha. Cool. As long as they don't schedule me to give both talks at the same time, I'll be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that, and then I also got accepted to do tutorial writing for DigitalOcean and their tutorial site, nice. which goes through like a more formal process. So like you have to pitch them an idea, they they with like an outline, they have to accept it, and then you go off write it, and then you have editorial review. Oh, so cool. I did that, and <clears throat> the reason I did that is basically so that I could work with an editor. It uh. Seems like something that would be good for me in order to grow as a writer, which will then affect me in growing as a person who gives tutorials and speaks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so you submitted an article or you got kind of accepted into the quote unquote program? 
you got, I got accepted into the program. I haven't actually thought up what my first like article idea is going to be yet. I have one in mind, uh, kind of right now, but I haven't pitched it to him yet. But yeah, the actual process of getting accepted, you have to kind of, you know, give them the whole like who who you are and like your access to your like, oh, here's here's my Twitter, here's my GitHub if you want to check those out. But then you have to give them like a writing sample too. Um, so I just sent them, I was like, here's a link to a tutorial that I wrote on my own website. So you can go check that out if you want. And they're like, yeah, it looked good. Here you go. Nice. Um, so that was, it didn't take a ton of, you know, my time toward in order to go through and do this. And they, they suggested that you write it in this like very specific style of tutorial. Turns out I already do that. Like I basically use like mm-hmm. my template for like, this is me starting a tutorial is pretty close to the digital ocean suggested. This is how you should start one. So that worked out pretty well. That's good news. Cool. That's a good, uh, that's a cool experiment. Um, look forward to hearing your experience with the editor. editor. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, I'm excited. But the only other thing I really worked on this week was uh, did a little bit to try to move the Coder Journey website off of WordPress. And a little bit of that's just because I wanted to redesign it. Um, music to my ears, man. Music to my ears. Yeah. And well, yeah, WordPress is like, it's one of, it's one of those funny things, right? Cause right now I'm like, I pay to have, uh, this thing called flywheel host it. Like, so it's like WordPress hosting, like specifically. So I pay a little bit of a premium for that just cause I don't want to deal with it. Like mm-hmm. I could run my own server and do all that stuff and I don't want to. And that's like, you know, it's like, what do I pay for that? I think it's like 15 bucks a month or something and i'm like this is stupid i'm doing like i can host a static website like it's a content site <laughs> and i write all this stuff in markdown anyway and then i translate it into html and then i dump it onto the wordpress thing like i don't use any of the like wordpress features of this yeah um and you know i guess technically i use a couple plugins for like seo and stuff like that but I, that's all black magic to me anyway like it doesn't make any sense so uh, how about i just write content and go from there it yeah. seems like a better deal, but so you're so, you're redesigning that as well. Like, yeah, are you doing the design yourself. Yes, I'm uh, using this as an experiment of something that I can go through and do. Just because I'm not very good at design as a thing, but it's something that like I should be able to have the basics of down. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is going to be my test bed, and then a couple people have kind of been okay with like, yeah, I'll give you feedback on it as you're working on it. So I have some designers to talk to about that. Nice, nice. Cool, man. That was a yeah, busy that's, week. Yeah, that was a... Well, I mean, it's been two weeks, so... Yeah, busy two weeks, but... Yeah, yep, yep. The, uh, the rest of the stuff is... I was supposed to finish my promo video uh, for my Docker course again, and I, once again, did not do that. Um, but... I'm hoping to get that done in these next two weeks. I'm, I'm living in my scope for this next two weeks. I just want to finish the design of this website, and then I want to finish this promo video. Um... No more like trying to apply for various things and uh, right. planning out new content stuff. So, so that's my goal for the next two weeks is just get those two things done. How are you tackling the design? Are you just going right to HTML? Are you doing kind of mockups and something else first? Yeah, I'm basically just going into HTML because um, yeah. I'm kind of you know I'm I'm like oh yeah, I use Sketch and whatnot for my like thumbnails and stuff that I design, but mm-hmm. I'm still pretty slow at that stuff. And not that I'm fast at doing anything in CSS, but I figure I might be a little bit faster at that. Cool. So Thanks. doing it that way, hopefully, won't take me too incredibly long. Um, I did. Somebody shared 
this uh, this thing about like color theory for developers the other day that was pretty neat that maybe I'll put in the show notes that uh, oh, yeah, had me yeah. rethinking because like right now I always use like the same blue that is uh, part of my logo but I'm like I need like some color diversity at least a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. Um, so this is a pretty interesting like interactive like color theory through like SCSS combinations and stuff oh, cool. uh, that was pretty neat so I'll put that in the show notes as something that I think I might mess around with just to see if I can find some like interesting like complementary colors uh, to use within the website to make it like a little bit more have a little bit more contrast and yeah. um, work out a little bit better that way I always use um, cooler for that kind of stuff yeah Staying no I've well used and... similar things in the past I actually think I have a Mac app for it like called like color palettes that'll let you pick like oh do you want a monochromatic or like right, right. Uh, there's a try something rather like there's a bunch of different names for these like things but um this was a pretty interesting thing partially just because it gave you like all the sass to like generate these colors if you wanted to like you could pick one color and it would like show you how it generates all these other ones it was kind of interesting yeah that's but, interesting yeah put that in show put that in the uh the show notes yeah i'll put that in there because there's usually not too much in the show notes other than like basically a short uh summarized version of what we talk about so that'll there you go we'll have some some clickable stuff in the show notes for once show notes cool man yeah well, how were your two weeks uh my two weeks were kind of similar to yours in that i didn't finish the stuff on my app but i was doing a bunch of other stuff so uh Again, once again, I said I'm going to have <laughs> uh, early stand. Well, we were saying conversations, but basically conversations are done. Um, but mm-hmm. I was working on the early stand-up um, piece for, for Tetsu. So this is basically where somebody can start a stand-up uh, in a private message. And it will determine, you know, they can choose the day and the room that they want the stand-up to go in. In case they're going to be on vacation or, you know, at the doctor's office or whatever. Um, so last time I talked, I said I was going to replace the conversations with an interactive message, which I did. Now, I'm still using the conversation piece that I built. But now instead of like having open-ended questions, it kind of just uses you know, Slack's interactive messages. Uh, okay. and it's much better flow. Like there's... There's a lot less like things to try to figure out. I'll be able to release it quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's a it's a message that, and I played around with a bunch of different formatting and 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 everything. But basically, it's a message that says, "Okay, let's do it for this for this day." So it'll go and try to find the best day, you know, depending on your schedule and your history and a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then say, nice. okay, this is the day, this is the room, and you can change those two things if you want, or there's a button that says, yeah, let's do it. So I got all that that completed, and then I got to the point where it started asking you the, the first question, and now I'm at the point where it needs to record that answer, uh, which I'm working on now. Uh, I did go through kind of a, there's a bunch of stuff that I needed to refactor, because initially I was going to put it into kind of a new data structure for standups. And I was basically repeating the data structure that's already there for standups. So I basically went through and added a type to the standup table. And that's how I did distinguish if it's like a regular standup or like a participant standup. Oh, okay. 
And yeah, so that's causing a whole bunch of other things downstream to kind of change. And I, I took out some, uh, some things that the state machine were doing, and now it's kind of a pluggable state machine. So it kind of works with different types of standups now. That's cool. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's coming because in the future, in the near future, after I get this done, I'm going to start working on, um, an asynchronous standup. Uh, we can talk about that later, but this kind of goes hand in hand with that work. So, um, so I'm extremely close to finishing that. I wish I had the uh, the soundbite from the previous episode because you said something along the lines of like it will be yeah. done in some way, shape, or form. Like it's never, I'm never doing anything beyond this point with it. Like it was, it was a cut and dry. Like I'm either done or I'm stopping. Like kind of thing. But yeah. I need to just like no, drop that in. I remember. <laughs> um, no, I, that's okay. Oh. The refactoring thing is sounds like what held you up because you you could it, probably it. ship it right now as like yeah. you know just like spaghetti code stuff where you're just adding yep. features in multiple areas so yeah. it makes sense to delay in a little bit for sanity later yeah 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 no i uh i do remember that um the other problem is i on weekends like i usually take at least one day off but i've been taking basically both days off on the weekends um, mm-hmm. you know i do a couple hours here and a couple hours there um, and I'm not, I don't really care why, like, I'm like, Oh, I should really work. But I was like, you know what? Screw it. So, but I do do a lot of work during the week. But, yeah. Um, that's what I was going to say. Is like you're... Weird. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that. Um, uh, the other thing I worked on was the daylight savings, saving time for, uh, for callback. Uh, that was basically the last time we talked, it was on a Saturday, which was mm-hmm. the switch over. Um, so I got all that. That was like an all day thing, um, on Saturday. Um, but that, that's in there. That works. Uh, it was basically just the code from tattoo, but I actually now use callback itself to schedule, um, daylight savings time changes. So, mm-hmm. So how do you know, I didn't realize daylight savings time happened multiple times throughout the year in the sense of like we spring forward and then the like oh, European oh. countries spring forward. Do, and how like much time do we have? Do you want me to? Uh, me I don't, well, so I'm going to have to eventually go to work, but. There's, um, also, there's also places that do it more than twice. There's oh. also places that do it once. Do there's they, also wait, do they, that, do they spring forward twice? Like I'm so confused. Like uh, sometimes they go back a half hour. Oh Jesus! So there's um there in the Ruby world there's a library called TZ Info, mm-hmm. time zone time zone info, and basically that has the a transitions collection that will say like when the next time a transition will happen. Oh, that's cool! I did not realize yeah. that was there. Yep. So basically, all I do is I look through that. And schedule anything where a transition is coming up. And the transition will tell you kind of what direction the offset goes. Like, does it go forward? Does it go back? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just make adjustments that way. Gotcha. So, yeah. I don't know how I got into the conversation the other day, but I started explaining time zone offsets to a non-programmer. And mm-hmm. that stuff's confusing. Like, it... Uh, <laughs> everybody thinks they're like oh yeah it's because you know we're like 
EST. I'm like, nah, that really doesn't matter. Like, we actually live in two different time zones depending on the time of the year. Like, technically, EST and EDT are not the same thing. Like, no, uh, no, very, yep, yep. Yeah, they're like, what? I'm like, I, I, I just live in Ohio, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I got that done working in. Um, the other thing I did was I submit my travel schedule is getting kind of crazy. So I did submit to a bunch of other conferences like you did. Um, I'm speaking, I got accepted to, uh, a, a conference in Louisville, a conference in, uh, Virginia beach and a conference in, oh, somewhere else, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I also planned, so I'm doing all those and luckily those are all the same talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's good. So I don't have to, and this is a talk I gave last year. So, um, I just basically have to update it and go and go through and, and modernize it a little bit, but, um, that shouldn't take up too much of my time. It's just the travel is kind of, um, crazy. And then I also scheduled a codication with um, another developer, uh, which we're, we're going on after the uh, Deconstruct Conf in Seattle in April. So we originally yeah. had this scheduled and planned um, to kind of happen before. Uh, but then I told my wife about it and she said, so you're not going to be home for Easter? And uh that yeah, that's kind, kind of, of a that's kind of a deal breaker. Uh, yeah. If you celebrate Easter, yeah, she said oh, I don't care, and then I was like, well, no, like I'm gonna, my kids would care. So, um, uh, so we're gonna go. The old plan was going gonna go up to Vancouver and then back down to Seattle, but we're just staying in Seattle. Um, so we got an Airbnb to happen after codication. Um, so it should be fun. Um, my plan for that is actually to work on another app, um, but that's only going to happen if I finish things on, if I launch callback and finish the two things I want to get done for, for Tatsu. So it's kind of my goal. Okay. Are you guys going to be in Seattle uh, during a Seattle RB meetup by chance? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, you should check it out because I would, I would love to see what that meetup looks like, right? It's supposed to be a huge yeah. uh, Ruby meetup. That's a good question. Yeah, I will definitely look into that. Um, our, our Airbnb is a couple blocks from um, a Bruce Lee's gravesite, so I'm going to visit that for sure. I mean, it's Bruce I, Lee. I'm not going to lie. Why? I'm a little confused as to why you actually know where Bruce Lee was buried. Um, because I, I looked up on the Airbnb. I looked up on Google Maps where Airbnb was after we got it because they give you the address. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Bruce it popped up in like the... the <laughs> yeah, Brandon Lee and Bruce Lee's gravesite. I was like, oh. See, I was like, this This seems very Jamie. Why does he know where Bruce Lee is buried? <laughs> I'm a little... <laughs> I'm like, that's some interesting trivia right there. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. Anyway, so that should be fun. I'm going to... I want to work on another app. It does have some, some to do with bots, so I'm going to start my bot um, framework in Elixir. Okay, nice. So, Codication. I want to work on all Elixir stuff. So, so uh, I actually forgot to bring this up when I was talking about the stuff I did last week, but I decided to do the... Uh, I was listening to a podcast with Nathan Barry, the guy behind ConvertKit. 
mm-hmm. and he was kind of telling like how ConvertKit was built. And it started as this thing that he gave to himself called the Web App Challenge, where he just gave himself six months to build a business that would then create $5,000 in monthly recurring revenue. And he just like documented Art. the entire process of his uh, him building it. And I was like, you know what? We're going to go with something like this. I'm going to set a date for myself. So I think April 1st is going to be the start of my six-month Web App Challenge. So, um, Do you know what you're going to build? Uh, no. A little bit, kind of, maybe. Yes. Okay. Maybe. Uh, okay. Sounds specific. N- not 100% really sure, but I've got three days, man. No, more than three days. Yeah, I've got I've got a few days. So. I do remember that. I didn't know that was ConvertKit, though, but I do remember him doing that. Mm-hmm. And first of all, making $5,000 a month. I mean, now he makes $500,000 a month on ConvertKit. Yeah, yeah. I think he said that... Uh, this podcast was from like a week or two ago and he was like, yeah, our current, we currently make $600,000 a month. And well, they made $500,000 a month at the end of last year. And then in the first couple months of this year, they like got another $100,000 in revenue per month. Yeah. Their, their revenue is open. Um, yeah, you can see their their bare metrics for it. Their metrics. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's cool, dude. Um, that's interesting. So if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to document your process too, there you go. You're welcome. Take the web app challenge. I was, or, I was actually thinking challenge. about, I was actually thinking about doing that. Um, actually I was going to do it a Kickstarter way and if it got funded, just. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's an interesting take. Yeah. I hadn't thought about doing it that way, but. but yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, that's what I've got planned. Sweet. Sounds pretty awesome. We've got some some big things. Oh, wait. Ah, did, do we even have time for this? So there's a little bit of Docker rage uh, on Twitter. Uh, that's everything you, do, we, that's do we have time for this? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so um, I got fed up with Docker um, and I moved for callback and I moved everything off of Docker back onto not back onto because it was never on Heroku but I moved it all to Heroku mm-hmm. um, which took a bit like that took a whole like day to do because of your proc files and all the stuff um, mm-hmm. but there's two reasons why I did it uh, A I don't use Docker enough on a daily basis to remember everything so anytime I had to do anything with Docker I had to look it up and uh, everybody's answers are different. Um, and I thought the API between all the tools is just, it's just too much. Like, do you use container ID? Do I use service ID? Do I use the name of the image? Like every time it was just such a huge pain in the butt. And so there was a time when somebody's uh, standup didn't run. And this was a, a team that was um, on on the uh, callback side of things. And so trying to dig down and find that out was a pain in the butt. And then the other reason was I had to move my database off into like a real, a grown-up database, um, like hosting service. And so I was going to mm-hmm. move to Heroku anyway for that. So I said, screw it. I, I know Heroku. I can add all these other 
add-ons to it to make like the support a lot much easier uh, without much work. Like Paper Trail, all I do is click a button and I have it. <laughs> and it's like I know I could do that, but then I have to up, you know, I have to change some code and all that stuff on Docker side. So that was my uh, reasoning between moving um, between rage quitting Docker and uh, moving everything back over to Heroku. And I'm much calmer for it. Yeah, I'm I guess so. I mean, I, uh, what do you mean calmer than I am? Dude, I'm zen. <laughs> uh, no, it was just, it was a funny conversation because I was like, dude, we, we have had entirely different Docker experiences. But then again, I'm like, I've been using this for years. So, yeah, it's kind of a um, big difference. It's, it's, uh, something I'm not interested in, uh, um, uh, investing my time in right now mm-hmm. like it's and i i don't honestly see the the benefit of it like from a local development perspective you know with like you, you gain some been- interesting perks locally right like i know for a fact that you've run into issues running stuff on your mac that runs differently like on ci or running uh-huh. in heroku mm-hmm. just because That's it's true. you're running on a bsd versus a linux um but there are some nuances to transitioning to developing with Docker locally that uh, a lot of people don't talk about. Maybe like like the fact that you use your text editor and like text search tools locally. Mm-hmm. But if you need mm-hmm. to run anything like command line related to your application, you should probably do it inside of the container. Mm-hmm. So like I always have a pane open that is exec into the container, and then I run stuff there. Yep. Yeah, and that would take me, and I didn't do that, so it would take like the delay to run your tests and everything was, was too much. So I, um, I didn't, I wasn't using it locally and then Mm -hmm. I wasn't using it in CI. Like I didn't even have a CI. Um, no, I did have CI built around it, but it was just, um, basically grabbing the code from GitHub and running it that way. It wasn't running it inside a container. And so the only time I was using container was on digital ocean. So, no, and I think it would be like my experience would be a little bit different, except for like a couple years ago, I really invested in like, I'm going to understand ops because I have no idea what goes on in ops land. Yep. And yep. that transitioned into like, now I just kind of do this stuff for fun, right? Like, I like Docker made sense to me as a thing. Like, I actually I hate Chef as a thing in Ops Land, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but Docker makes sense. I'm like, oh, duh! You just make it like prepackaged as a thing. That that totally seems seems right to me. But I also like build a lot of the tooling that we use for it at, at SquareMaths. Like, so our internal thing is like I built like me and uh, the two Ops guys, and then like the CTO. Like the four of us have like the the most Docker knowledge, and we like just build stuff around it. So we have all this stuff like automated. Yep. And that yeah. that, I don't know, that changes the flow. Like I building your own wanna, tooling around it helps. Yep, I definitely want to. Like I'm so stupid when it comes to ops stuff, like dumb. And uh, I definitely do want to invest time in it. And but it's just not right now. It's just not feasible. Like it's not. Well, yeah, and not the return on your investment might not be good. Yeah, and and like supporting, like when callback becomes real, like a grown up app, uh, like, and I don't know Docker well enough, like mm-hmm. uh, I'd be afraid to go in and just delete everybody's freaking data, and like it wouldn't be good. So, 
Um, and then finding answers would just, it takes so much more time just because I wouldn't know it. Mm-hmm. So that was another factor is like, I'm so comfortable with Heroku. I know that back and forth. Um, so that's what I did. Yeah. Well, I feel bad for, you know, pointing you in that direction and then you have to bail on it. So my no, apologies not, on that one. Uh, no, no, it's not your fault at all. It's my investment time. You know, I just, I don't have, I don't have the time right now. I will, I will go back. I will come back to it. Um, but it's just not feasible right now. Okay. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear all the, the reasoning behind it. And it's not just like a Twitter argument that you and I had about Docker, uh, and their API. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see your side with the API, but I, I just don't, yeah, we can have another talk, talk about the API. I think it's much better than a lot of things, but, mm-hmm. uh, I just don't understand why it doesn't work in certain situations, but gotcha. I have to like write them all down and yeah, and you'd have to it. find like the odd cases yeah, and, I, and I've got those scripts too. Like there are yeah. some that are pretty weird, like restarting is a weird one. Yeah. But, um, yeah. okay, well, cool. I actually have to run off to work. So this is perfect time for us to, to cut out. So All right, man. I will talk to you in two weeks. All right. Great talking to you.